فَذَكِّرْ So O Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remind. Remember it's a Makki surah. Now towards the end of the surah, the style will change. At the beginning is warning, then there is good news, nadir, bashir, and now there is an encouragement for the Prophet ﷺ to keep doing his work. So فَذَكِّرْ So remind. فَمَا أَنْتَ For you are not بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكْ By the favor of your Lord بِكَاهِنْ At all a soothsayer وَلَا مَجْنُونْ Nor a madman. Because this is what the people called him. They said that you are kahin. Who is kahin? Someone who claims to have knowledge of the unseen. And this comes in different forms. Some people come in the form of fortune tellers. Others come in the form of palmists or astrologers. Any person who claims to have knowledge of the unseen, how? That he will ask you your birthday and determine what star, the zodiac sign is yours and based on that they give you some news of the unseen. Or they look at your hand and based on that they give you some news of the future. This all falls in the category of kahin. And the mushrikeen of Makkah accused the Prophet ﷺ of being a kahin. Allah says, you're not kahin. Wala majnoon. Nor are you a mad person. Because they called him a mad person also. Amiyakulun a sha'ir. Or do they say, or do they say a poet? Meaning, do they call you a poet? Natarabbasu bihi. Natarabbasu. We wait for him. Tarabbus is to wait. Wait and watch out for something. Do they say that you are a poet for whom they're waiting? Rayb al manoon. A misfortune of time. Raib al-manun, raib means doubt, right? What is doubt? Meaning something may happen, may not happen. Right? You're uncertain. It's uncertainty about a matter. Right? And with time, you come to know of it. Right? With time, you see its reality. And al-manun, manun, mim, nun, nun. Manna literally means to cut. Alright, to cut off. And manun is used for death. Because death is what? Life is cut off. Right? Manun is death. Raib al-manun. Together, you don't translate it individually. So don't translate this as raib doubt al-manun death. No. Raib al-manun is a phrase. Right? Which means misfortune of time. Meaning something bad that may happen in the future. A terrible accident, a terrible calamity, or death. May happen, may not happen. Rayb al-manun. So, am yaquluna sha'ir, or do they say a poet for whom we are waiting some misfortune of events? Some bad thing to happen in the future and eventually he'll be forgotten. Because you see, whenever there's a person creating problems, what do people say? I wish they would die. Hmm? Or they think, they feel, or, or they at least wish for it, even if they don't say it, they wish for it. Imagine if this person would die, this problem would be over. Right? But will that problem be over just because that person would die? Not necessarily. It's not necessary that it would be over. So the mushrikeen would say that this man, meaning Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is just a poet. Give him time. Within a few years, he's gonna die. Or you never know, something terrible may happen to his family. And then soon, he'll be part of history. We'll forget about him. 
Allah says, قُلْ tell them تَرَبَّصُوا Wait. Wait for something terrible to happen to me. Wait for my death if you want. فَإِنِّي مَعَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُتَرَبِّصِينَ I am with you of those who are waiting. Meaning we're all waiting. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I become successful or you become successful. Now, these people, they denied Muhammad wasallam even though they saw him. They denied the Qur'an even though they recognized its perfection and its beauty. They could not overcome the Prophet ﷺ in argument. Right? Whatever excuse they came up with was refuted. Whatever questions they had, they were answered. Every time they tested the Prophet ﷺ, he passed their tests. Whatever happened. But still they denied. So now, on what basis do they deny? Allah says, أَمْ تَأْمُرُهُمْ أَمْ or تَأْمُرُهُمْ It orders them. أَحْلَامُهُمْ Their minds. بِهَذَا of this. Ahlam is a plural of hilm. What does hilm mean? Hilm. Forbearance, tolerance, right? From the same root is also hulum, which is dream. Also used for a wet dream, meaning a sign of puberty, a sign of maturity. Because this is the age when a person must have a level of hilm. Isn't it? It's okay for a child to throw a tantrum. Why? Because what do you say? Child. But sometimes adults also throw tantrums. And that's not okay. You could call it something else, but it's essentially a tantrum. Right? Hilm or ahlam is used for mind. Because with age, what is it that develops? Mind or reason. And with that reasoning, a person realizes, this is okay for me to say, this is not okay for me to say. This is okay for me to do, and this is not okay for me to do. So, أَمْ تَأْمُرُهُمْ أَحْلَامُهُمْ Or is it that their minds order them بِهَذَا of this? Of what? Of what they said to the Prophet ﷺ, that he was a kahin, or he was majnoon, or he was a sha'ir, and that they should wait for him to die. It's as if it is being said, are they serious? Do they mean it? Are they consciously saying this? I mean, their mind are telling them to say this about the Prophet ﷺ? Have they used their mind to say that he's a kahin? Or that he's a magician? Or that he's a poet? Did they actually say? Do they mean it when they say that they're just waiting for him to die? Meaning who would say this in their right mind? It doesn't make sense. Who in the world would say this in their right mind about a person who is reciting Qur'an that he's mad? No way. Anybody who would see the Prophet ﷺ could not say that he was a mad person. Magicians are different. Have you ever seen a magician? Maybe on TV. Maybe on YouTube. Right? And they're not real magicians. Real magicians, what are they? They're scary, man. Weird. You don't want to be around them. They're not welcoming. Their smiles are evil. The Prophet ﷺ, what was his smile like? The most beautiful. His face was radiant, welcoming, beautiful. The Sahaba described him as if you were looking at the full moon. Any person who would see the Prophet ﷺ, I mean, it was obvious. He was not a liar. He was not the face of a liar. He was not a magician. He was not a soothsayer. Soothsayers, kahin, how do they talk? 
weird way. The Prophet ﷺ, what was his speech like? Clear and beautiful and precise. So, أَمْ تَأْمُرُهُمْ أَحْلَامُهُمْ بِهَذَا Are their minds telling them to say this? It doesn't make sense. Are they in their right mind? أَمْ هُمْ قَوْمٌ طَاغُونَ Or are they a transgressing people? Meaning, yes, they are a transgressing people. They're not using their mind when they say this about the Prophet Am yaquluna Or do they say, تَقَوَّلَهُ He has fabricated it. قَالَ He said, تَقَوَّلَ He made up. He lied. Do they say that he has made it up, meaning the Qur'an? No, he hasn't made it up. And it's obvious that this Qur'an is not a forgery, it's not a lie. The real thing is, بَلْ rather, These people, لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ They do not believe. And as an excuse, they say that Muhammad ﷺ is lying. Allah says, فَلْيَأْتُوا That okay, if he has made it up, then فَلْيَأْتُوا Then they should bring بِحَدِيثٍ with a statement, a speech, مِثْلِهِ Like it. Because if one man can fabricate a lie, then another man can fabricate a similar lie. It's within human capacity. Right? So if you say that the Qur'an is the speech of a human being, that Muhammad wasallam has invented it, well, why don't you give it a try? Why don't they try to make something like the Qur'an? In كَانُوا صَادِقِينَ If they're truthful. But the fact is that they didn't. They couldn't. Even the best of their poets, he heard the shortest surah of the Qur'an. And what happened? He said, that's it, I quit. I'm never going to recite poetry again. He accepted his defeat, just as the magicians accepted their defeat when they saw Musa salam's miracle. Am khuliqu. Allah says, am or khuliqu. Were they created? Min ghayri shay'in. From ghayri shay', from nothing. Ghayri, not. Shay'in, thing. Nothing, as in nothing. Were they created from nothing? Am or whom they al-khaliqoon, the creators. Meaning, when they deny the Prophet ﷺ, when they deny the Qur'an, they deny Allah. Because this is what the real problem was, right? They loved their idols. They didn't want to worship Allah alone. They didn't want to acknowledge, accept Tawheed. This was the real problem. Alright? So, why don't they want to accept Allah? Can they deny Him? No, they cannot. Because they should look at their own existence. Where did they come from? Were they created from nothing? Did they come about from nothing? Amhumul Khaliqun. Or did they create themselves? Did they create themselves? No, that's not possible. We cannot create ourselves. We cannot create somebody else. How could we create ourselves? We cannot create another creature, even a fly. If all of mankind were to gather together to make something like a fly, they wouldn't be able to. Can we create ourselves? No, we cannot. Then where did we come from? From nothing? Ibn Abbas anhu he said, Am khuliqu min ghayri shay'in, meaning min ghayri rabbin khaliqin. Were they created by no God? Where did they come from? And it's interesting how so many people, that's what they believe today. That no God created them. They came from what? As a result of things changing over time. And whenever I come across something, you know that it's basically the environment because of which every creature, you know, it has its certain characteristics 
it's as if the credit is going to the bird or it's going to that monkey or it's going to that caterpillar right these evolutionary changes seriously you think the bird did it itself how could it how allah did because for every result there is a cause there is a cause who's that cause who made that allah did am khuliqu min ghayri shay'in am humul khaliqun were they created by nothing or did they create themselves am khalaqu samawati wal ard or did they create the skies and the earth no they didn't they didn't create the skies and the earth what does it mean then somebody created them and somebody created the skies and the earth bal la yuqinun allah says bal rather la yuqinun they are not certain am indahum or do they have khaza'inu rabbik the treasures of your lord khaza'in what does it refer to the provisions the treasures so do they have meaning control and ownership of the treasures of your lord am humul musaytirun or are they the controllers meaning what power do they have what control do they have Musaytirun is a plural of musaytir. And the word musaytir is actually from the root letter sin tara. Alright? Sin tara. It's actually musaytir. But the sin changes into sad. Alright? For the purpose of uh, ease of pronunciation. Alright? Saytara. Saytara is to control, to dominate over something. And it's to have full control over it in the sense of being responsible for it that you have to take care of it it needs you it needs your work it needs your supervision so the word musaytir is used for a ruler sovereign someone who has charge of something responsibility of something so they're aware of all of its circumstances and they're required to look after it so in other words are they taking care of the world are they taking care of this universe what's under their control even their own lives are not under their control you know every individual feels helpless at some point in their lives they realize that they don't have control over everything there are so many things happening in the world which are beyond our control beyond our control what does this show us somebody else is in control and who is that it is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala am indahum khaza'in rabbik am humul musaytirun am lahum or do they have sulamun a stairway meaning on what basis are they denying do they have a sulam sulam sin lam mim salama what does salama mean what does salama mean safety right when a person is saved from some kind of danger or harm or loss sulam is used for a staircase because it's one of the safest ways of going up and coming down right imagine if you had to come down from a higher level to a lower level and there was no stairway and the only way was to jump off would you land in safety with safety not at all so sulam is what staircase so do they have a sulam a stairway yastami'una fihi a stairway through which they go up to the heavens and there yastami'una fihi they have heard everything in it 
meaning they have heard God, they have heard the angels, and so they know that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not a prophet. Meaning, on what basis are they denying him? What proof do they have? Did they hear it up there in the heavens? Falyati. So he should come. Mustamiruhum, their listener. Meaning, whoever went up there and heard. God saying that Muhammad is not a messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam then that person should come bi sultan mubin with a clear proof they don't have a clear proof basically all of these verses are refuting the mushrikeen of makkah for all the excuses they came up with to deny the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah says am lahul banatu or does he have daughters walakumul banun and you have sons this is as if, you see, it's one ayah after the other. I don't know how else to say it, but it's like a slap on their faces. That on what basis do you deny the Prophet ﷺ? How confident you are with your denial? What proof do you have? Did you hear God? Where did you come from? You say he's a magician? Are you in your right mind? And then what kind of lies do you say about Allah? You say he has daughters and you have sons. Wow. Am tas'aluhum ajran. Or, now the Prophet ﷺ is addressed, that do you demand from them a payment? Ajr. For what? For conveying the message to them. Fahum so they, mim maghramin, because of debt, muthqaloon, heavily burdened down. Did the Prophet ﷺ demand some jaza from them? Some payment from them? Never. Never. So on what basis are they denying? Maghram, غَيْن ramim is used for financial obligation. You know, it's like when you have all the money saved up and you're so happy. Oh, I have this much money. And then you get your, you know, the taxes that you have to pay. That is maghram. Such a heavy loss you incur. This is maghram. And muthqalun, muthqal, from saqaf lam. Thiql, thaqil, that which is heavy. So muthqal is one who is feeling heavy because of all the burden and the load on them. And financial obligations are a big load. So fahum مِمْ مَغْرَمٍ مُثْقَلُونَ In Surah Sa'd, Ayah 86, Allah says, قُلْ مَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ أَجْرٍ وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُتَكَلِّفِينَ Say, I don't demand any ajr from you. And I am not of the pretentious. أَمْ عِنْدَهُمُ الْغَيْبُ Or do they have the knowledge of the unseen? فَهُمْ يَكْتُبُونَ So they write it down. Meaning, again, do they have a copy of the Lahul Mahfud or something? How are they so confident about their denial? They deny the Prophet ﷺ on what basis, what proof? Did they get knowledge of the unseen and then they made a copy of it? And so they speak with certainty? Am yuriduna kayda? Or do they intend a plan? Are they thinking of plotting against the Prophet ﷺ? And yes, they were. They were always planning. And it's as if their plotting is being exposed over here. Allah says, فَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا هُمُ الْمَكِيدُونَ Then those who disbelieve, they are the makidun. Makidun, plural of makid. Who is makid? Someone who is schemed against. Meaning someone who has been plotted against. Meaning someone made a plot against them. Are they busy making a plan to harm the Prophet ﷺ? Well, they should know that a plot is already being made against them. أَمْ لَهُمْ إِلَاهٌ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ Or do they have a God other than Allah? On whom do they rely? 
Do they have a God besides Allah? No, they don't. Allah says, Subhanallah, perfect is Allah. Amma yushrikun, above that which they associate with Him. Meaning when they deny Allah, then who do they have? What do they have? Nothing at all. وَإِن يَرَوْ كِسْفًا But so adamant they are in their disbelief, that وَإِن and if يَرَوْ They were to see kisfan a fragment. كِسْف كَافْ سِينْ فَا A broken piece of something. If they were to see a kisf, a fragment, مِنَ السَّمَاءِ Of the sky, سَاقِطًا Falling. سِينْ قَافْطَ سُقُوط To fall down. So if they saw a portion of the sky, meaning something from the sky falling down on them, meaning something so certain and so dangerous, something they can see with their own eyes, يَقُولُ They would say, سَحَابٌ markum. They would say, oh no, no, this is just a cloud that is markum, that is heaped up. Markum, ra kaf meem, rakm is to pile up and Sahabum Markum, it's used for a very dense, dark cloud. Tall, huge. Yaqulu Sahabum Markum. In other words, even if the reality is right before them, they will still not acknowledge. So is there a problem with the Prophet ﷺ in the manner that he was conveying? No. Was there a problem in the message that he was giving? Not at all. So then what do you do with such people? who don't listen to logic, but they listen to their whims. Allah says, فَذَرْهُمْ Leave them. حَتَّى until يُلَاقُوا يَوْمَهُمْ They meet their day. Which day? الَّذِي The one فِيهِ In it يُسْعَقُونَ They will be struck insensible. يُسْعَقُونَ صَادْ عَيْنْ قَافْ سَعِقْ To faint. يُسْعَقُونَ They will be struck so in such a way that they will be left unconscious. And what is this referring to? The day of judgment. Yawma, the day when la yughni anhum, it will not benefit them. Kaiduhum, their plot, shay'an, anything. It is the day when their plot will not benefit them. Whatever they're plotting and planning right now is not going to help them at all. Walahum yunsarun, and they will not be helped either. Wa and indeed, lilladina, for those who zalamu, they have wronged. For them is عَذَابًا A punishment دُونَ ذَلِكَ Before that. Before what? Before what? The day of judgment. Because that's what's mentioned in the previous ayah. حَتَّى يُلَاقُوا يَوْمَهُمُ الَّذِي فِيهِ يُسْعَقُونَ This is referring to the day of judgment. So even before the day of judgment, Allah says, there is a عَذَاب for them. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ But most of them do not know. I mean, see what happened in the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ. His enemies, his opponents. What happened to Abu Lahab? What happened to Abu Jahl? Even in the world, there was humiliation and disgrace. وَاصْبِرْ لِحُكْمِ رَبِّكَ And the Prophet ﷺ is commanded, be patient. لِحُكْمِ رَبِّكَ For the command of your Lord. What does this mean? Be patient until the command comes about. Which command? The punishment or the day of judgment. Because at the beginning of the surah, oaths were taken, and what was established? Inna adab rabbika lawaqir. These people doubt, they mock, they deny. So here it is said, wasbir lihukmi rabbik. Be patient until then. Secondly, what this means is be patient on the hukum. 
meaning the command that your Lord has given, whatever that command is to convey or to do certain things, be patient over it. فَإِنَّكَ بِأَعْيُنِنَا For you are indeed بِأَعْيُنِنَا Be with, meaning under, أَعْيُنِنَا Our eyes. أَعْيُن is the plural of عَيْن. Allah says you are in our eyes, meaning we're watching you. Under our complete surveillance and protection, you are in our sight. We see you, we preserve you. And this is so comforting. You know when somebody says, I'm watching you. One kind of watching is, please don't look at me. Right? And the other is, I'm watching you. Meaning, I care about you. You're not alone. I'm watching every move to ensure that you're doing it correctly. And you see, when we are weak, we want somebody to watch us, look at us and, and help us. You know when you're struggling with something? Why is it that you stop your work and you look around for somebody to make eye contact with you? Why? You see me? Come help me. Allah says, be patient. فَإِنَّكَ بِأَعْيُنِنَا You are in our eyes. We're watching you. نَرَاكَ نَحْفَظْكَ نَرَاكَ We're watching you, protecting you. وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ And glorify your Lord with His praise. حِينَ تَقُومْ When you arise. Do tasbih, tasbih, as in glorify, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, and its different forms. Or secondly, remember tasbih also means salah. So when should you do it? Hina taqum, when you arise, when you get up. Get up from where? Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said, from your sleep, meaning when you wake up, then pray. When you wake up, then pray. Secondly, hina taqumu. Meaning, from your majlis, wherever you're sitting, wherever you are, when you get up from there, glorify your Lord. So in hadith we learn that whoever sits in a gathering, and then he says, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk, then Allah will forgive him what he has said in that gathering. Hina taqumu, also means when you stand up, meaning in prayer. Taqumu from qiyam, qiyam as in salah. So when you're standing in prayer, then do tasbih. How? When you begin your salah, what do you say? Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Right? In your rukur, in your sujood, you're doing tasbih. Hina taqumu. Hina taqumu can ultimately be understood as that when you get up, meaning from your afternoon nap, then pray. Pray what? Zuhur, asr. Wa min al-layli. And also in a part of the night. Fasabbihu, exalt him. Portion of the night also, exalt him. How? If tasbih is understood as salah, then it refers to maghrib, isha, tahajjud. And if tasbih is understood as dhikr, then a portion of the night, glorify your Lord. And also, وَإِدْبَارَ nujum, And also, idbar. At the time when idbar. Idbar from dalbara. Dubur is back. Idbar means retreat. Retreat of what? An-Nujum, the stars. Meaning when the stars go away. When is it that the stars go away? When the night is over. And as the day comes in. So, Idbar An-Nujum, meaning last part of the night. Or Fajr. Again, do Tasbih at that time. So it's referring to the night prayer, or the Fajr prayer, or Tasbih at that time. So here, as we have seen in so many Makki surahs, 
that the Prophet ﷺ is encouraged to busy himself in salah and tasbih. When? At a time when he ﷺ was greatly hurt and annoyed because of his people. Because tasbih, it brings sabr. Salah, it brings sabr. Wasta'inu bis sabri was salah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. فَذَكِّرْ فَمَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِكَاهِنٍ وَلَا مَجْنُونٍ أَمْ يَقُولُونَ شَاعِرٌ نَتَرَبَّصُ بِهِ رَيْبَ الْمَنُونِ قُلْ تَرَبَّصُوا فَإِنِّي مَعَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُتَرَبِّصِينَ أَمْ تَأْمُرُهُمْ أَحْلَامُهُمْ بِهَذَا أَمْ هُمْ قَوْمٌ طَاغُونَ أَمْ يَقُولُونَ تَقَوَّلَهُ بَلْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ فَلْيَأْتُوا بِحَدِيثٍ مِثْلِهِ إِنْ كَانُوا صَادِقِينَ أَمْ خُلِقُوا مِنْ غَيْرِ شَيْءٍ أَمْ هُمُ الْخَالِقُونَ أَمْ خَلَقُوا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ بَلْ لَا يُوقِنُونَ أَمْ عِنْدَهُمْ خَزَائِنُ رَبِّكَ أَمْ هُمُ الْمُسَيْطِرُونَ أَمْ لَهُمْ سُلَّمٌ يَسْتَمِعُونَ فِيهِ فَلْيَأْتِ مُسْتَمِعُهُمْ بِسُلْطَانٍ مُبِينٍ أَمْ لَهُ الْبَنَاتُ وَلَكُمُ الْبَنُونَ أَمْ تَسْأَلُهُمْ أَجْرًا فَهُمْ مِنْ مَغْرَمٍ مُثْقَلُونَ أَمْ عِنْدَهُمُ الْغَيْبُ فَهُمْ يَكْتُبُونَ أَمْ يُرِيدُونَ كَيْدًا فَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا هُمُ الْمَكِيدُونَ أَمْ لَهُمْ إِلَٰهٌ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ وَإِن يَرَوْا كِسْفًا مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ سَاقِطًا يَقُولُوا سَحَابٌ مَّرْكُومٌ فَذَرْهُمْ حَتَّى يُلَاقُوا يَوْمَهُمُ الَّذِي فِيهِ يُصْعَقُونَ يَوْمَ لَا يُغْنِي عَنْهُمْ كَيْدُهُمْ شَيْئًا وَلَا هُمْ يُنصَرُونَ وَإِنَّ لِلَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا عَذَابًا دُونَ ذَلِكَ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ وَاصْبِرْ لِحُكْمِ رَبِّكَ فَإِنَّكَ بِأَعْيُنِنَا وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ حِينَ تَقُومُ
Here we see in particular that the Prophet ﷺ is instructed here to say tasbih when? When he would get up. Hina taqumu. And one of the statements of tasbih is Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. This statement, when are we supposed to say it? Five occasions. Five occasions. What are they? First of all, after a gathering of dhikr. Meaning when a person is sitting in a gathering of dhikr, as they get up, what should they say? The statement of tasbih. The Prophet ﷺ said that whoever says this statement, and he says it after a gathering of dhikr, then this statement will be like a seal. Meaning it will preserve whatever dhikr the person did in that gathering. Secondly, the second occasion is that when we get up from a gathering in which we said something that was not appropriate, basically we wasted our time. Lagu. Because in the same hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said that if he says the statement after a gathering of dhikr, then the statement will be like a seal, meaning it will preserve all the good reward. And if he said some lahu in it, then the statement will be like a kafara. It will erase, it will wipe off any wrong statement that a person said in that gathering. So no matter what gathering it is, good one or sadly a bad one, whatever it is, saying the statement on rising from that gathering. Thirdly, when a person performs wudu, when a person performs wudu, after that also saying the statement. There is a hadith which is authentic, reported in Al-Hakim. The Prophet ﷺ said that whoever performs wudu and says the statement, then kutiba fi riqqin thumma tubi'a bitabi'in فَلَمْ يُكْسَرْ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ That this statement will be written for him, recorded for him, right, in a tablet, and it will not be broken until the Day of Judgment. Meaning his reward will be preserved. Fourthly, this statement should also be said after salah. After when? After salah. There is a hadith also in Musnad Ahmad, in which we learned that Aisha radiallahu anha said that whenever the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam sat in a gathering or performed salah, he said a certain statement upon ending it. And the narrator asked Aisha radiallahu anha what that statement was, and Aisha radiallahu anha said it was Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. The fifth occasion is. After recitation of the Qur'an. Generally, what do we say? Sadaqallahul Azim. Right? Some people say it. Some people say, oh, that's a bidrah. And some people say, oh, don't say anything. People will get offended. Well, what should we say then? What should we say then? We should say this. Aisha radiallahu anha said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never got up from a gathering. Alright? Wala tala Qur'anan. Never did he recite the Qur'an. Wala salla salatan. Never did he pray, إِلَّا خَتَمَ ذَلِكَ بِكَلِمَاتٍ Except that he concluded it with certain words. So every time he got up from a gathering, or he performed prayer, or he recited the Qur'an, 
he said a certain statement. And what was that statement? It was, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.